There's no question, Jesus became a big deal in the regions of Galilee, Judea, and even Samaria in the first century. While he did have his enemies, many people desired to be with him, to listen to him, and to follow him. The fact that we're talking about Jesus almost 2,000 years after he was put to death on a cross really reflects how significant he was, especially in the first century. But what made him so significant? Why did people like him? Why did people want to follow him? What was so special about him? I think these are important questions to consider when we think about Jesus and what he means to us today. There are many ways we could approach this and many factors involved as to why Jesus was seen as such a great guy. But Dallas Willett points out a few things that we might overlook. And that's what this episode is all about. We're all formed by our life experiences, but Sometimes these experiences shape us in negative ways. And the process of spiritual transformation can help undo those negative impacts so we can live life to the fullest. And walking closer is all about this journey through internal transformation where real changes happen from the inside out. Jesus was from a small nation of people who found themselves occupied by a foreign empire, and they they really weren't much of a nation at all. Jesus actually came out of a place that was seen as insignificant, even among his own people, who were, by and large, insignificant. He wasn't born into any much honor and prestige. In fact, I would suggest that the ascribed honor Jesus was born into would have been insignificant and It was possibly more ascribed shame than anything, but who knows. But all in all, we could say that Jesus had a pretty normal life as a, say, blue-collar worker, as, as a carpenter, or someone who worked with their hands in a small village. But then he comes on the scene, and he has a message where he's challenging people to reconsider how they are approaching life. It was like he was saying, hey, there is a better way. Let me show you. And his message was in light of what he called the kingdom, which I'll talk about in the next episode. But, but all of this seemed to be intriguing to people. And one of the reasons for this, I think, was the fact that Jesus was this guy who could back up what he was saying with this power that, that really demonstrated God's presence. And so he would announce the presence of God with his teachings, and then he, he would demonstrate the presence of God with his actions. And obviously, this would play a huge role in why he was seen as so significant among people. But Jesus, Jesus wasn't just teaching some lessons and doing miracles. Some of what made him so significant in the minds of people was his ability to meet people where they were with his words and his actions. See, he wasn't afraid to do either, regardless of taboos. And these these actions were seen as a reflection of God. See, he was, in many respects, changing people's perceptions of God. And he did this to those who were within his own culture, were, well, looked down upon and despised even, those on the fringe, those who were seen as unworthy. And he even did this to those who were not among his own people. Willard said, 
Jesus, through his own actions, demonstrated to people that he was working with God. The kingdom was present, kingdom, the rule, which is the rule of God. And, and what Jesus was saying is, let my actions prove to you what I am saying is true. And when it came to Jesus' teachings, he did things quite a bit different. Like one of the things he did that, that caught people's attention was how he didn't quote other scholars or rabbis. He would simply teach and then follow up his teachings with actions that demonstrated the fact that a greater power was at work, that, that, that life was more than what they had perceived, that there was much bigger things at play, that things don't have to be the way they had always perceived them to be. Now, did they get or understand everything he said? Well, the obvious answer would be no. Like It, it took some time to process things, for their eyes to, to be open and to be able to put words to what they understood. I mean, just look at how they talked about it in letters that were later written. But for the most part, it wasn't until after the resurrection that they began to even realize some things and make sense of what they had experienced. And it still took some time to process everything in, in light of their own traditions. But what people didn't know was that Jesus had power. And because of this, he was worth listening to. And when they listened to him, his message was a, well, a message of hope for, for everyone, even those on the fringes or even those pushed out of society. I mean, just look at all the examples of, of who Jesus interacted with. You look at the woman at the well in Samaria or the attention he gave to the lepers, even touching them, or how he treated the woman who washed his feet in Simon the Pharisee's home, or, or even his own his actions towards those well, who weren't Jews. Now, as, as people who are you know, now reflecting back on what we see, taking into consideration all that we think we know about Jesus and who he was. And, you know, the question is, what, what do we see? Well, what I think we see is the divine showing us what it looks like to live as truly human, as those who are made in the image of the divine, how to live according to the way reality works, how to live a life that is life-giving, and the fact that everyone really does matter, and the fact that everyone has the potential to do this and to experience this. Then Dallas points out some things in the divine conspiracy that I hadn't thought of in the way that he presented it. He points out that the divine was with us. He was one of us. And that fact didn't change the eternal nature of who he was. And it didn't remove the eternal nature of the life he offered. In other words, our human life is not destroyed by God's life, but it's fulfilled in it, no matter who you are. See, Jesus embodied divine life and showed people how it is available to all in the here and now. Like He demonstrated that we are receptacles for divine life. He, he opened our eyes to it and to this present life, in this present life, not, not, not when we die. And furthermore, he shows us that we do matter and that instinctive drive we have to be a part of something significant, to be a part of something bigger than 
ourselves. The notion that we count, that we have some unique con- contribution to give is a what Dallas calls a signal of who we are and why we are here. So there's a, there's a reason why Jesus treated people with dignity and why he had a high estimate of people, much higher than, than we do, if we're honest. That, that should tell us something, right? I think that should tell us something about how maybe you should see yourself and even how you should see others. And of course, I, I'm speaking way after the fact, right? I don't know how it would have been for me to experience Jesus in those days. I, I can only imagine how much I would not have understood or even maybe even dismissed in what he said or did. Who knows how confused I would have been. I know how much I've wrestled with things over the years, and, and I don't have the problems that those people had. You know, like I live in a nation that is not occupied by a foreign force. I have freedoms now that in many respects only kings and emperors of the past enjoyed. I, I don't face all the same daily struggles that they were consumed with. I have access to modern medicine and science. I, I'm reaping all the benefits of progress and innovation over the centuries. Like I'm only receiving end of centuries of scholars and theologians trying to understand and, and, and parsing every word Jesus spoke, and we still we still wrestle with many things. And my point is, I'm not sure what they would have understood about Jesus, and I don't think it mattered. Like All they knew was that they were in the presence of someone who treated them like they mattered and that whatever he was doing, they were a part of it. Like They were getting a taste of something that was powerful and it was beyond what they had experienced before. It was exciting and exhilarating and moving and motivating. It, it met them where they were and it was, it was life-giving. Now, can we honestly say the same things today? Like, do, do people today have the same experiences when they encounter disciples of Jesus today? Is, is this the message they receive from us? Or are we just used car salesmen, selling cars we wouldn't drive, or travel agents selling trips to places we've never been? So there are reasons why people are willing to listen to us or not. There are reasons why people are willing to follow us or not. There's a reason we have the impacts that we have today. So just a few things to think about. Thanks for tuning in. Grace and peace. I'll talk to you soon.